What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. Welcome to episode number 162 of this podcast. Today we are going to talk about the extremely unusually positive day that we saw and just just the kind of movements that we saw today it was pretty wild it was pretty crazy and it was extremely unexpected as i just said so make sure that you're listening to this episode at a speed you're comfortable at i prefer to x what you do you and let us get started all right so i'll try to keep this episode as a uh, crisp and short as possible cuz despite the market going up today there really isn't a lot of uh, you know very distinct trend that's observable as a result it just becomes a pain to repeat stuff and i'm sure that it's a pain for you as well so i'll try to keep things as concise and crisp as i can uh, but for now though the market was quite 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 positive and looking at the market snapshot we are seeing nifty at 8792 up 8.76% or 708 points interestingly uh we can see the exchange wide um snapshot here which which shows me the fidi buying and such i don't think that's quite updated yet, just yet cuz fi's and di's the, the seller the buyers and the sellers are showing me the same as it was yesterday So I'm going to ignore it for now it's showing me 1960 crore selling for the FIs and 226 crore buying for the DIs I'm not quite sure as I said if this is accurate or not because if I remember correctly yesterday's figures were the same or similar at least the market cap is significantly lower from what we had discussed yesterday so those were the Friday's uh, figures but I think there's something if you going on there because the market cap of course cannot be lower today than what it was yesterday because today of course a lot of stocks did very well if you want an idea of just how positive things were today the ad ratio is going to describe things well because we saw out of a total of 1000 1997 securities 1554 were gainers 339 were losers and 104 were unchanged so that brings the ad ratio to 4.58 which is an insanely high number i think this is the highest number i've seen in recent times and when i say recent times i'm talking about 2 months 3 months at least so that's obviously a very very positive thing as far as debt security is concerned we're looking at uh, i think it's it appears to be a net buying sort of scenario for the debt securities and as far as you know the broad market indices in general are concerned we are looking at more of mid, uh, more of uh, large caps doing and performing very well rather than mid caps and small caps in fact the mid caps performed the next best and the small caps performed the least best if you can say that vix was down today once again it is just about 52 so that's quite a reduction if i remember correctly at one point it was just around 90 so that should give you an idea it's effectively halved uh from where it was previously of course not exactly halved but effectively halved as far as the sectoral indices are concerned we are looking at the banking and financial services sectors being extremely profitable as well as the pharma sector so for banking and finance i'm not quite sure what the reason for this was 
possibly the corporate stimulus package that is being uh, you know discussed or underway or something that might be the reason I'm again I'm not really sure what the reason for the banking sector was but as far as the pharma is concerned uh, the hydroxychloroquine scenario that's going on where US has been requesting it from us because we have an abundant supply of hydroxychloroquine paracetamol and such so that has uh, the restrictions on the export of that have been slightly uh, you know relaxed as a result we will be supplying those uh, medicines and those compounds to America of course because they lowkey threatened us <laughs> threatened us effectively as well as other few neighboring countries that are in dire need of these things if you ask my opinion on it i feel that it is it's a bit early to relax these uh, restrictions i'm assuming that they've already done accounting to make sure that the global supply is good in uh, not the global but the local supply and the national supply is good enough and it's good for um, you know cases which could even rise to 10x because that is the kind of worst case scenario planning i feel should be done and apart from that i feel trump threatening uh, india that hey you know we might retaliate if you do not um, comply that is just a tell of desperation i feel he plus he's got an election to win so i feel that could have been used as a nice bargaining chip uh for pretty much any negotiation uh, but then again i'm i'm not the political expert here i'm this is not a political podcast so we'll skip over that but that's relevant because it of course has a massive impact on the markets because you know trade and industry and so on but for now a very uh, clear uh you know advantage that banking and pharma had i can see auto did relatively well as well uh but i'm not quite sure what the reason for that was i heard that bsc bs4 um stock has been cleared out by hero motors via online auctions to employees or something maruti suzuki is intending on reevaluating their strategies whether you talk about marketing and sales and development and so on so that is a positive thing but apart from that i can't quite recall any other positive aspects to auto and the same goes for others as far as cement is concerned i just read headlines that if this situation is not corrected by may which realistically speaking it's unlikely that it will uh, because the, even if things get better or back to normal today the impact is going to be there till may at least so it's unlikely that it gets repaired and all back to normalcy by may but if uh, if you know it it lasts longer than may then i think it was a 20% uh, demand cut which uh, was predicted for these cement companies so we could possibly see ultratech cement and ambuja cement and such taking a big hit on their stock prices and on their financials as far as the fixed income securities are concerned fixed income indices we are seeing literally all of them being flat in fact they are so flat that it's making me wonder if this data is accurate or not all of them are 0.01% in the green except for the 10 year benchmark gsec clean price uh, which is dead flat it's 0.00 uh, so that's something that we are seeing and as far as some of the most active equities are concerned we are looking at idea of course leading the pack in terms of the number in terms of the volume but the value leader has always been reliance and even more so because today it crossed 1200 it's up 12.4% hdfc bank is the next value leader for the day followed by bajaj finance followed by hul hdfc so some very very well known stocks here sun farm is here as well interestingly 
but these are the stocks which really did well today in terms of volume so these were the most traded stocks and uh, the reason why i speak about this here is because it is important to see which stocks are traded the most it has a direct impact on liquidity and price movement the least the last thing that you want to do is get into a stock which is not liquid so that's why this becomes more relevant than ever we can see a few price spurts in stock like uh, stocks like Axis Bank, Indusin Bank, and Jindal Steel. So that, those are some stocks that you could possibly look at. And a lot of a lot of stocks in circuit today. Uh, in fact, most of the stocks that we see, even in Nifty, had hit their circuit because the top 10 gainers uh, were all above 10% in the rare, in the green. And there were no losers for the day for Nifty. So again, we'll come to that more in the next segment where we only talk about indices. But for now, all you need to know that there were a lot of circuit hitters for the day. And uh, I think Bank Nifty was also above 10% in the green. As far as the 52-week highs and lows are concerned, we are for the first time seeing 16 highs and just 90 lows. So total of 106 securities. And there are... A there are a lot of very well-known stocks here in the highs. We're seeing GSK Consumer Healthcare. We're seeing Dr. Reddy, Abbott India, uh, Nestle India, Power India, Ruchi Soya. Once again on this list, Torrent Pharmaceuticals. So all of these stocks doing very, very well, making 52-week highs. Hindustan Unilever is also on this list. Let's not forget. It's been doing amazingly well for a large-cap stock in this kind of market scenario. We did see a few stocks making 52-week lows, such as Cummins India, Coffee Day, um, Chola Finance, Chola Mandalam Finance and a few others. So those are some stocks which were underperformance for, for the day. Well, gross underperformance should we say because it was, you know, if, if you did not go up today, if you did not make highs today, then that that's kind of sad. TVS Motor is here on this list as well. Even though it's 9.96% up, it's still made a 52-week low. So that's something to consider. And as far as the Brent prices are concerned, crude prices are concerned, they are in the green right now. It's up 1.23% for a WTI and up 1.88% for Brent. So it's 26.42 per barrel for WTI, 33.7 per barrel for Brent. And I'm not quite sure, uh, you know, again, how sustainable these price levels for crude are because there are articles where this this rally is more temporary on the news or on the expectation or on the talks that are apparently going on of a supply cut. So it all really depends on that uh, if you think about it. So take whatever happens with a slight, uh, slight grain of salt in the screwed market at least for now. And then once we are here at, uh, why is it showing this to me? It's showing me an error page. All right, I don't, I don't need to sign in or anything. That's fine. So trading view, it was showing me that uh, little sign up page. I already have an account. I don't know why, why it's showing this to me. But anyway, uh, USD INR, it's at 75.63. It's down 0.74%. And if you remember, we had spoken about a gap that was there around 75.60 to 75.90 or so. That gap was pretty much the day's range for the day up until now. Uh, but in the process, it has created another gap from 76.20 to 75.90. So that's that's the approximate gap, which is still open, left, empty right now. And whether it fills in that gap or it goes around 75.40 or so, it really depends on the general sentiment. 
But then if we speak about the pharma being exported and, you know, more exports going out from the country, then we can, of course, expect the demand for INR to go up. And as a result, we can possibly say that uh, INR might appreciate. But then again, the RBI does have the resources to counteract that. Uh, and, you know, even, even in general, I think they had uh, sold like $2 billion or something. If that's the case, then... Um, of course, INR depreciation is also possible. So I think it, it might not have as big of an impact as one may think it might. Uh, but I'm not really the best at FX. It's not my forte. So I will I will restrain restrict my comments to that. Anyway, though, let's get started with the indices. All right, I'm back after a nice, quick little tea break. All freshened up and everything. Uh, nice cool breeze from the fan that's above me and nice ventilation. And the reason why I'm talking about unrelated things is because there really isn't a lot to talk about the markets today. And if you're confused by what I'm saying right now, the reason for that is, you know, typically what happens is that we can analyze the market's moves and based on that we can form some, uh, you know, logical conclusions or we could at least deduce something or we can try to figure out what's happening and what might happen the thing with the markets today though is the movements were just so rash and were just so uh, sentiment based and i'm assuming a lot of it had to do with short covering as well and just just the kind of uh, movements that we saw and the direction of the movements that we saw and the extent to which the markets were positive today just seems a bit fishy and the reason for that uh, is something I really quite frankly don't know. I'm assuming that a lot of it has to do with short covering. I'm assuming a lot of it has to do with the fact that globally, um, you know, the cases are sort of appearing more promising, at least on the face of it. I'm also assuming that, uh, you know, hydroxychloroquine and paracetamol, as we've been speaking about in the last segment, the demand for that is obviously going to go up. As a result, people are expecting, uh, you know, India's economic activity to at least stay reasonably uh, stable, if you can call it that. I'm sure people are also assuming that uh, India in general is not uh, probably not going to go into recession because that's something I've been hearing quite a lot by some people uh, that you know for some reason or the other I'm not sure if they're correct or wrong uh, only time will tell but everyone's uh, well someone some people are saying that India is it's unlikely that we will go into a recession so I'm um, I think that all of those reasons combined with the absolute ludicrousy that the markets tend to operate with is possibly why we saw such an oddly positive day today and if you ask me, quite frankly, uh, you know, what my take on all of this is, what my take on the markets is, I feel that it's just looking for, as my father aptly put it, just a prick. It's like a balloon in the air right now. You know, those helium balloons that we see uh, floating and just, just chilling in the air, soaring high above. And then one little prick is all, is all it takes for it to just go down in a very fabulous fashion. So I think that... Uh, the markets might be at this stage right now. Just this morning, I was reading this uh, this interview piece by 
I I think I can't I really can't uh, remember his name. He was he's been uh, he's been a trader for uh, the the floor head for NYSE or something. I'm trying to figure out his name. Um, I'll just cut right now and then I'll be back with his name because I don't want to not credit him. Yeah, so his name is Art Cashin, and he had some comments on the markets actually. So this is uh, by CNBC by Bob Pisani of CNBC or Bob Paisani, however you say it. Um, but he, he had this nice article on Art Cashin, a gentleman who's been on the trading floor since quite some time. And I think he mentioned that it's been a few decades since he's been uh, on the trading floor and having, having spent close to 60 years on the floor. So that's quite a long time. So clearly he has some idea of how the markets move and what his opinion is that there are two schools of thought as far as recoveries are concerned. And the U-shape school of thought says that we have a quarter of two of declines and then come back. And then the L-shape school of thought says that this is much longer and more difficult. So basically, and I was quoting from that uh, very article, you can read it on CNBC. You can just type art cash in, uh, cash in is his last name. So you can type that and then you might get this uh, article. So basically, he says that depending on the, which school of thought you want to say, it's either going to take a couple of quarters at least, so around six months or so, three to six months, or it might take longer and it might be harder for it to actually reach those previous levels. And this is applicable for the, the S&P 500, not really applicable for the Indian markets, but I just thought I'd include it in case you know we see something similar. So... That is what his view is. And his view in general is that it might take a little bit of time for you know, the markets to actually recover and make new highs. Now, this is almost completely contradicting with the kind of move that we saw today. And I feel that because of that and because of all those reasons, there is a fair chance that we see uh, you know, a possible uh, you know, back to the, the low market that, that might be possible. And I, I think that those that are feeling that, hey, we've missed the train of buying on the lows and such. I feel that, you know, it's fine if you're averaging your positions or if you're just waiting uh, to enter into it, you, you could possibly still wait out a little bit. I think that it, even if it does attempt a 9K retest, the last time it did attempt a 9K retest, we saw it going back to the 8K levels within like four or five trading sessions. So this is by no means uh, a very, uh, you know, sure shot very confident positive move it might not be one so uh, don't fret if you are afraid of uh, you know catching the bus too late or something and in general i feel the global uh, you know scenario is not really that favorable because um, just just today um, boris johnson has been shifted to the icu so that is obviously a very serious thing despite that FTSE was up so I'm not quite sure what's going on, but clearly that is not really a good positive sign. So I feel the the inherent issues that coronavirus had presented us with are still very much existent, if not uh, more serious and more severe than ever. So I do not quite uh, subscribe to the fact that we just saw a bottom and then we might see uh, you know a recovery happening happening soon. But that does not mean that, that that's completely impossible. So my views are still similar to what I had shared yesterday, which is why I want to keep this as short and concise as possible, which is why I'm not really talking about 
where it's placed on the daily chart either. I mean, sure, it took support from that FIB level that we spoke about yesterday, but I had said yesterday itself that whether it takes support or not, it, it's really not, uh, you know, a very decisive sign if you ask me personally. So that is my opinion on the market right now. And I'm very curious to see and I'm very curious to know what your opinion is because now more than ever, it is the best time to discuss where your uh, view is and what your view is because this is really where we can understand what happens to the market in abnormal scenarios. Up until now, we've spoken about the market behaving in very normal scenarios, you know, the very cyclical retracements that happen and the cyclical uh, rallies that happen. And again, this is, I'm talking about uh, just last month, February, last last month or so. Up until then, things were all right. But now that things are really falling and we are seeing some very abnormal views, this is the best time I feel to really uh, exchange thoughts and just see where things are going. After all, this is really not a one-way street, or at least I don't consider it to be. So anyway, that is uh, it as far as the analysis are concerned uh, for me because, again, not a lot to speak about. We did see Bank Nifty at 19,000, which is a significant event. And we saw a lot of banks doing very well. So it's at 18, 83 points up or 10.51%. But anyway, that's it from my side on banks. Let's move to my trades and my overall day. So this was quite possibly one of the most negative days that I've seen so far. And the reason for that is because I was quite honestly expecting a uh, you know reversal happening. I was expecting the markets to turn back and uh, just attempt to fill in the gap that they had created this morning at open. However, I was left high and dry. I was obviously, uh, my view was uh, completely negated. And as a result, I saw a fair bit of loss. Now, typically, I, I just trade equity, as I said, since the past two sessions or so. But today, I tried my hand with the indices. I, I got into a nifty put and then I burned my hands once again. So uh, it was it was not the best experience. Uh, but then again, you know, I this is this is the best way. This is I feel the best reason why uh, this podcast is so good because for me it's like an accountability check that you know I can't give BS excuses on this podcast for getting into trades such as that because clearly my mistake at that time I had already said that I won't really do a lot of index uh, options and such. And that's why it just keeps me accountable to myself. So that's a nice thing that's there. And, you know, if, if that, that that is why a lot of people have trading journals and such. And, you know, my father, for, ex for example, shares his trades as tweets. So you can check them out at Omesh Randani on Twitter and you'll find him. But anyway, that's apart from the point. So as a result, I saw a, fa a fairly stiff loss. And because of that, I think that tomorrow is when uh, when we'll really possibly see which direction the market wants to go in, whether it, it wants to continue for some reason going up or if it wants to come back to ground reality and uh, just go down a little bit. But then we can actually see uh, what will happen. And depending on that, I'll take my trades. Most likely, though, uh, as of now, I think that I'll possibly switch to swing or BTST. Just because there's a lesser risk per se, for me at least in my opinion. So let's see what happens again, not too sure. This is not really not the right time for someone like me to uh, speak about where the markets are gonna go because 
I don't want to just say for the heck of it. And right now they just seem to be inflated, hanging in the middle somewhere. So uh, that's that's about it for my trades. And as far as the lesson for the day is concerned, uh, I, I quite frankly I don't know what to say. Uh, because a lot of people who are typically very by the book in terms of their trades and such did incur very uh, hefty lessons, uh, he very hefty lessons and hefty losses. Uh, L and L both common, and uh, that's the same for me. So, as far as the lessons are concerned, it's a bit hard to say what you know. It's a bit hard to point out what lesson there was, but I think this really goes to show that black swan events in the markets are. Uh, you know, very much existent and they can really wipe you out out of nowhere. If someone had been selling OTM calls last week, if they thought that April 6 expiry calls are going to yield them amazing premiums, then I'm really sorry for your loss. You just got burned completely. Uh, so that's, again, that's a, that's a black swan event. That is, a, that is what I'm trying to convey that, you know, these kind of events can happen, completely unforeseen, a foreseen events. And as a result, it's just uh, it's just best to make sure that your risk management is right. You don't want to put too much skin in the game. You don't want to bite off more than you can chew. And you should make sure that if you're getting into a trade, that that trade cannot wipe you out entirely. Because if it can, then you are getting into a, uh, you know, it might be a good trade, but then you are already starting off with a disadvantage. So if you keep those things in mind, I think that in this market, you might be all right. But then again, don't take this move as a good representation of the market as a whole. So that's my take on it. I know I did stretch it out a little bit, but I thought that I'd mention a few other things that I don't typically mention in my other episodes. Uh, because just for the fact that they, they end up getting stretched too much. But anyway, that's it for this episode. I hope you found this helpful and informative. See you in the next one. Happy trading.